True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, True Multifamily listeners. Justin here. Want to make sure you know about our website, truemultifamily.show, where you can stay all up to date, not only on this podcast, but all of our investment opportunities and other projects we have going on. Sign up for our newsletter at truemultifamily.show. See you there. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm your host, Justin Fraser, here today with Matt Engel. Matt, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Justin, for having me. It's great to be here. Glad we were finally able to do this. Uh, behind the scenes note, Matt has been super patient with me as I schedule and reschedule this. So thank you for all of your patience. I appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners are going to get a ton out of what you have to share with us today. So listen, uh, Matt, tell, uh, let's, let's start, tell the audience a little bit about you. You know, how'd you get started in, in multifamily and, and what are you doing right now? Yeah. So when I graduated from college, I got a job as a nuclear engineer and around that same time, I reread Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And so I was like, hey, I want to buy some properties for cash flow, right? And so I started investing in single family homes and we just bought a couple rentals early on. And about three years into my job as a nuclear engineer, my coworker was, who was about to retire in just a month ended up passing away suddenly. And that really hit me hard because he was talking always about like what he was going to do when he was retired, was going to retire. He was going to travel. His, he and his wife are going to go try new things. And, you know, that's really hard to hear, especially if you work so hard and then never get to fulfill what you really want to do. So yeah. I was thinking, you know, why do you have to wait until retirement to, to really live your life? And so I had the realization that I could use real estate to do more than just provide some passive income for myself. And I can really use it to directly enhance the lives of other people. However, I did realize also that single family homes was not going to help me do that. And I needed to switch to multifamily in order to scale and help as many people as possible. So you're talking about multifamily investing. I mean, what, first off, what a powerful like moment of clarity, right? I mean, for, you know, how unfortunate for, for this, this person that you worked with, but um, for you to take the the message behind that and, and apply it to your own life, you know, it's um, it's gotta be really sobering and, and, you know, I say good on you for having that moment of clarity because you could have, you know, you could have just not even thought about it, but to, to have that moment of clarity and then take some action is, is really powerful. And um, so, so, you know, congrats on that at least, but you talk about helping others sort of as the very first thing that you're talking about. So can you just, what do you mean when you're saying, you know, from buying single family houses to helping others sort of what's, what's sort of going through your mind at this time and, and how are you thinking that getting into multifamily is going to help some other people? So when I made that realization, I didn't know exactly how I was going to do that, how I was going to enhance people's lives. Um, that is until my wife and I went to Hong Kong and took a day trip to uh, Macau, which is, for those of you don't, who don't know, it's uh, basically the, the Las Vegas of Asia. There's casinos, nightlife, culture, history, all these kinds of really neat things to explore and kind of experience, right? Um, so... 
we went to uh, to Hong Kong for a couple of weeks to visit some family, and uh, we basically were going to be tourists, American mm-hmm. tourists. I'm okay with that. Um, we were we were just going to navigate on our own, nothing too extravagant. Um, at the end of the trip, we were scheduled to take a day trip to Macau uh, with my wife's aunt and uncle. So on the day of the trip, we were supposed to meet at the dock around 8 a.m. And for whatever reason, whether it's our inability to navigate Hong Kong or just bad luck, but we got stuck on the subway that morning. Okay. And we, we finally got to the, the ferry dock with what seemed like seconds to spare. Everybody was waiting for us, the, my wife's aunt and uncle. That was the first, my first time meeting them too. So that was not my ideal impression. But <laughs> Good first impression for the family. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but uh, suddenly everything changed. They introduced themselves and then they said, here, come this way. And we were escorted around a barricade into another section of the boat that was completely private. It was completely extravagant. I was like, wow, you know, this is the nicest boat I've ever seen. And not only that, we got on, we had this whole private cabin area to ourselves. We were served a private breakfast and the boat ride was about an hour to get to Macau. And the whole time you could see the Hong Kong skyline in the, in the sunrise and there's lush, beautiful islands and just everything was just incredible. And finally, when we got to Macau, we stepped off the boat, went through customs, and then we had a, a bus waiting for us that was gonna give us a private tour with a private guide of the whole island. And that was overwhelming to say the least, but uh, it, it, was, it was so awesome. And we finally ended up at the end of the day at this premiere show, which was I think called the House of Dancing Water. It's like a Cirque du Soleil show uh, with like all kinds of acrobatics and water and, and all these lights and almost overloading on the senses. But it, it was really, really cool and just a perfect cap to that day. And we were just totally in awe. And as I looked at, back at that moment, I tried to figure out why it was so impactful for me. And in doing so, I, I realized not only that why it, it was magical, but that you can create moments like that on purpose and all you need is just four simple steps. The first one is to elevate your senses. Second one is to raise the stakes. The third one is to break the script. So in psychology, uh, the term script is referring to people's expectation of how something will unfold. And so when you break that in a positive way, it really enhances an experience. And then the fourth one is connect with others. And when you connect with others, building in all those other three, you really make something special. And the key to creating magic that we found is that you have to do all these four steps at the same time. It's hard to put into practice, uh, but it's a simple formula because it's it's traditionally no one's job to do this. And it's easy for these kind of moments to be delayed or watered down. And so now the future is clear. I was going to take these four steps and I was going to create magical experiences, both for my investors by teaching them how and helping them free their time so they can experience more of these moments. And also we came up with a resident experience program that allows us to create these magical experiences for our apartment residents. Wow, (laughs) so much to to break down from that. You have this amazing experience there going to Macau. Um, How long, tell me about the process of realization. You know, obviously in the moment you're having a great time, you're um, eating, going to these great shows, all that. 
when, what was the, was there any light bulb or, or point where you felt like, where, where you had that realization that you could then apply that to multifamily, to your business here? Like what, how, I don't know that I would think I'm enjoying this crazy experience. Let me think about my tenants. Like what, help me sort of bridge that gap a little bit. So it's, it's a little bit of a delayed reaction. So as soon as that day was over, for whatever reason, it, it just stuck with me. And for years, I could not figure out why it was so special. Um, but I finally, I did some research and read a lot and learned about psychology and stuff like that. And finally, in actually 2020 is when the light bulb hit. And then I can use this for, for my residence. Got it. Okay. So you're just sort of marinating in your head for a while and thinking yeah. about this trip and um, sort of reflecting why and how it, it, it la- left such an impact on you. Um, okay. I definitely want to get into that. Tell us before we do, tell us a little bit about your portfolio and the sort of projects that you have going on right now. Yeah. Right now we have, uh, so I'm, I'm a passive investor as well as an active investor. I have 136 unit por- uh, property in Fort Worth, Texas, as cash flowing quite well, uh, despite COVID-19. Um, we have a 420 unit property in Fort Lauderdale, and that one's been hit a little bit harder uh, from the pandemic, just because of a lot of the industry down there is mostly catered to tourism. And so our, our residents definitely have felt that impact. Yeah. And then we are active co-sponsors on a property in Indianapolis, uh, 156 units. And that is the one we are right now piloting our uh, resident experience program on. Excellent. Excellent. So the other two are passive and this one is your co-GP, right? Yeah. So this is your first sort of active where you get to drive the the ship a little bit, drive the boat as uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to call back to your story. So, uh, all right. So let's break this down because I definitely want to learn from you on, on what this is. And I, I'm going to ask to ask you to repeat your four steps again, but let's talk about each step and how you are relating this to a multifamily investment, what that means for your tenants, your staff, you guys, and let's just break it down. Yeah, of course. So I'll start with the, the four steps again. So it's the first one is rate or elevate the senses. Second one is raise the stakes Third one is break the script. And the fourth one is connect with others. And when I like to draw this out, I draw the, the first three around a triangle and I put connect with others in the middle because it's really the heart of it. And it really elevates an already awesome moment into something even better. Okay. And, and so what we've done, we've put together a survey for our residents. It's just five questions. And what it tries to ascertain is what their script is so as an apartment resident, what is their script? And uh, I think there's only just two questions that are really related to that, but it, it gets us that answer. And then the other three questions are focused on what is meaningful to them? What really is some of their favorite experiences and what fond memories do they have? And, and how can we you know, use that as we create a, an experience for them? And so they submit the survey. We put it into our program and it just, uh, we created an app on a system called Podio and it basically tracks, all right, here's the the residents survey answers. Here's the uh, script that we've deduced from their answers. And so here's the, the four steps. What can we do to hit those four steps with these survey answers? And there's a, we, 
look at, okay, how much it's going to cost. And then uh, long-term, as we get more and more data and more and more survey responses, we'll start to see similarities between different residents. And so some of the, the later moments we'll be able to combine and get residents connecting with each other uh, through shared experiences. Okay, got it. So is this a email that you're sending out to the tenant for the survey? So initially it started out as being part of the application packet. Got you it. your application and you send back the survey. That didn't get a lot of traction and kind of marinating on that, we kind of figured, okay, this is something they've never seen before. So they don't know us. They don't know what this really means. What do these questions mean? You know, and the second part is there's was really no incentive at the time. And so what we did, we made it easier for them to do. We made it into a Google form that uploads directly into our, our system when they return it and basically helps them easily put that together. And then um, we also, for this first one, we're putting, giving them a $5 Starbucks gift card. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Give them a little something to get that information. Yeah. Um, can you give me a taste of like one of the questions that you might be asking? Like, what what are the what are you trying to find out from them? Yeah. So one of the questions uh, this one targets kind of what their script is. It's how has your ex- what has your experience been like as an apartment resident? It's it's just simple like that, and then it's a, a long answer kind of you know just it's open, but, right? Yeah. They can they can you can take that any number of ways, right? Right. Got it. So that gives you some insight. Yeah. We try not to point them in a specific direction. We we want to see what's really on their mind. Okay. Got it. All right. So we start with the survey that gives you some information and maybe helps you plan out some of the initiatives that that you might do. So take us through the next phase here. Yeah. So once we kind of plan this moment in our head, then it comes down to the execution. And I have a great team on site at the property And we've been working really well with the management at the property to help get this program implemented. And so most of the times we have our our on-site manager who's going to be kind of leading the the execution of those. But as we're getting started, I will be personally involved with quite a few of them. So can you give us an example of of, um, something you've learned from the surveys and what that means as far as what, you know, something that you're rolling out of the property? So one, one example I can give is, uh, say the survey answer was an individual who, you know, generally didn't have a good experience with property management. He felt neglected. He didn't feel that his concerns were ever resolved. If he asked for something to be fixed, it took forever to get it fixed. And so he didn't really have a good experience with management. And then also we've asked, you know, what, what, is meaningful to you. And uh, we found out that this person is uh, really busy at work. He doesn't have a lot of downtime, but he has family in Jamaica and he really would love to like go back there someday. And so kind of one idea that we were toying with with this person is one, when they move in, we'll give them a welcome basket that includes um, basically a a Zoom meeting of their their family in Jamaica. And at the same time, the on-site manager will be there to in- introduce herself. She will kind of answer any questions they have, be there to 
you know, start a personal relationship because like they said, they didn't really have a good relationship and they didn't um, feel respected or even noticed by management. So we definitely want to get that and break that script for the, in that way. And then one thing we're, we've been working with is uh, there's a company called scent air that pumps in like scents of like all kinds. Okay. And so right now we're, we're working towards uh, finding a really good way to, to scale and pump in scents that relate to what's memorable for those people. So if we could pump in like a scent of like the beach and some coconuts and maybe some jerk chicken or something, I don't know, but. Okay. Got it. It's <laughs> a really um, bad example. That's. Yeah, kind of- no. So what, I'm just curious, like what has the response been? How, you know, that's, that's, you know, nothing that I, we've even discussed on any of our projects. Um, how, how are the tenants responding when you sort of roll out just the welcome wagon for them and, and, and have these personal touches? So we haven't implemented any of them yet. We're still okay. collecting the data at this point. Um, but we're checking in and with the team in 30 days and we'll see how things are going then. Okay. Um, so let me make sure I understand you're collecting data on all the existing tenants now, and you're going to roll out something personalized for, for every tenant. Yes. Got it. Um, and your site manager is doing the bulk of that work or you are, or how, how are you figuring out who's putting that creative thought process into something that can make that, that experience for them? So right now I'm doing the bulk of the, the creative work. Um, and it, it's just our pilot program. So this is where we iron out the kinks, figure out, you know, what works, what doesn't and how to make sure it works and then offer it to people at every apartment community, whether as a, a partner or as a consultant or even uh, trained property management companies to implement it. Got it. Got it. Of course. So you're going to pilot it on yours, figure out the kinks. Got it. Um, so what, what sort of, pushback have you gotten so far or where do you think some obstacles are you, are you anticipating for rolling out this program? One thing I think is going to be a, a challenge, at least from what we're seeing right now is logistics. There are 156 residents at this property and creating something significant for each one of them. It needs to have a system in place. So we are working on figuring out what that system will look like right now. Also, how can we ultimately i can't personally do all of it at some point so we'll have to see what work can be delegated how will the system be able to automate some of this process and what can we use data wise to maybe streamline a little bit right right yeah you know just some thoughts for me would be very similar scalability um what is your budget do you have like a budget per unit that you're trying to hit for this how are you trying to to plan the the costs so with the pilot we are kind of leaving it a little bit open we're trying not to go too heavy on the expenses um but really what we're trying to figure out with the pilot is what is the cost and therefore what's the real roi so when we implement this program it's going to cost x and then Mm -hmm. when how does that affect you know turnover does it reduce turnover do we get more referrals will we be able to raise the rents because we have such a long waiting list right right those are all things that you know we can see but yeah i'd be curious to measure not only the physical cost of you know 
call it gift baskets and zoom and whatever else, you know, devices or the scent thing that you're going to do, whatever you might be including, you know, are you thinking it might be what a hundred dollars more or less? Where, where are you thinking? At first, I think a hundred dollars is a fair, fair estimate. Uh, over time, some of these, um, like for instance, the, these scent pumps for lack of a better word, um, you can invest in those early on and then just change out the sense. Mm-hmm. So it might bring the cost down over time. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, and then of course you have the labor, right? So right now you're doing most of that, but as you scale it, you know, you're going to have to be paying somebody to be doing that work, whether it's your site manager or an assistant or, or someone else. So yeah, I'd be very curious on the model and, and um, you know, I want to hear, um, you know, how, how your tenants respond. So when are you, you said over the next 30 days, you're going to be rolling this out? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So initially we, we gave the tenants a Starbucks gift card just to mm-hmm. kind of get the ball rolling. Um, but we do have something in the works, uh, some sort of incentive program. Okay. It's both um, our residents and our investors. And it's basically gamifies the system. So okay. Level one, you submit the survey, you get a prize, you get a title. Um, I think right now we're calling it a, a scholar of magic. Okay. Um, level two, you have to um, post your experience that we created for you on social media, use some of our hashtags and kind of get the, the word out. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you another prize for doing that. And then another title. Uh, I think that one's founder of magic. Okay. And then the third one, uh, you're an enthusiast of magic. Doing that is you create a magical experience for someone else. And so kind of over time, we're we're trying to get people to not only just enjoy these experiences, but spread them. Yeah. No, I love that. I love how, you know, you're trying to not only provide this experience, but then incentivize them to tell others about it. Um, and that I think is really the key because that's where you're going to start to see that ROI and start to see those dollars come in where with tenants that stay longer with um, application waiting lists, you know, things like that, where, you know, your, your property is just going to be fuller for longer. And, you know, maybe people, if they love the place they are, you know, they're not going to complain so much about that $20 rent bump every year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is great. I, I love this. I love this way of thinking, you know, we've spoken to other guests on, you know, creating a, a, tenant experience, a resident experience, but your method really just elevates it to another level. And I think that for all of us, you know, we can think about your Hong Kong Macau story and, and just, and relate, you know, anytime I've sort of been amazed or had that sort of awe moment, um, you know, how can I bring that feeling to my tenants? How can I bring that feeling to the people that I interact with? And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you started with, how do we help people? And so, you know, that's one thing I love about multifamily, right? We help the tenants by providing a, a better place to live. We help the staff, we're giving them jobs. You know, we, we, our investors are making money and, and we're making money too, if we're doing it the right way. So mm-hmm. you're taking all of that and elevating it to the next level, investing in the tenant and resident experience in a way that, that I have not heard. So very uh, exciting. And, um, you know, I'm hoping to to have you back in a few months and you can share some of the results with us and let us know how it's how it's shaking out. I'd love to hear, you know, some firsthand accounts on on these tenants and hear what they're saying. And, and then also, you know, if there's any sort of financial bumps, um, love to hear about that as well. So, 
please, uh, please come back. Um, before we wrap, I've got two more things. One, can you tell our audience where they can find out more about you? Yeah. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you want to learn more about freeing your time to create these moments in your own life, uh, by being a passive investor, you can go to our site, elashinvestmentgroup.com, click sign up, and then you'll be directed to fill out a form, which will join our network of investors and potential investors. Awesome. If you'd like to discuss implementing the program at your property, you can reach out to me directly. Awesome. And all of Matt's contact information will be on our website, truemultifamily.show. So if you missed that, just head on over to our site, look up Matt's episode and uh, his information will be up there as well. Uh, Matt, before we go, someone approaches you and says, hey, Matt, I want to get into multifamily investing. What is your true multifamily tip for them? My true multifamily tip is to be very clear on your why. Once you have that, you can do anything. Multifamily is a tough game, but if you have a solid why and you stick with it, you'll be able to do great things. I love it. And obviously that comes through with, with this program that you rolled out and, and it, it means a lot to you and that, that shines through. So Matt, thank you so much for coming on the show. Guys, if you like this episode, please leave us a rating and review. Let us know how we're doing. And if you want to come on and share your true multifamily story, reach out to me, Justin at truemultifamily.show. Would love to chat with you. Matt, thanks again for coming on the show. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community, and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.